You are about to listen to Defending Black Girlhood Podcast, and I'm your host, Lelada G. I'm a black mother. Look, I don't care what Mookie May May and Lakeisha oh, Mama does. I'm not Mookie May May and Lakeisha uh, Mama. Tripping. A preacher. Give me the key of D. And Mary had a little baby, and his name was Jesus. A life coach. Look, girl, if Chump don't want no help, Chump don't get no help. Oh, and a singer. And I, and I, and I, no, I ain't a singer. Most of all, I'm an advocate for black girls everywhere they are. And I'm telling you right now, I am unapologetic as hell about my fierce advocacy for black girls to be safe in their homes, schools, and communities. Join us for courageous conversations about topics that most impact our girls and be inspired to do your part in defending black girls in your part of the world. Some information may contain graphic, violent, or explicit language. Listener's discretion is advised. Just because you have the inclination, you have the gifts, the talents, you have the desire, it doesn't mean like this is the season for it. Absolutely. You know, but right. it doesn't mean that that season won't come around, mm-hmm. you know, because you look like a damn fool if you walk out in the middle of February in Wisconsin in a bikini. Right. It's just not the season <laughs> for that. Try to jump in the lake. <laughs> First of all, you're going to bounce because it's going to be frozen solid. <laughs> I know in, in part is this fear because I don't know if this sounds cocky or not, but I know that if I start, I'm going to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't often talk about the fear of what success can bring. You know that sounds cocky, but go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you sounded cocky as hell. I think it's not just fear of success. Mm -hmm. I think it's fear of being someone other than who I have believed myself to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's scary figure out what some of the bad habits are and be mm-hmm. honest about it because mm-hmm. it really is is looking at yourself in the mirror from a distance and I, I used to use this analogy that if you're too close to the mirror you don't see everything you just kind of see your face and maybe some facial features but you don't see everything else that's around you so I had to take several steps back <laughs> yeah. and sit down in several seats to tell myself the truth Stop waiting. Stop waiting till you're not depressed exactly. to write that poem. Stop waiting till you're not depressed to write that book, to start that podcast, mm-hmm. to go to school. Stop waiting for that because waiting out does not heal depression. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Defending Black Girlhood. Today, I'm having a follow-up conversation with our engineer, Cassie Marzette. Hey, Cassie. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm excited for sleep, for a nap, but (laughs) (laughs) I am doing well. That's good. Yeah. Sleep is my best friend Mm -hmm. these days. Love it. (laughs) And so we both have our little dry cup of coffee, (laughs) which is not bad, but it is like... Radio station coffee. It is It is radio station coffee for sure. These non-specific white cups. <laughs> no design, no words, nothing. Just a white cup. Right. Not even a top to it. <laughs> not just, no top. Just the cup. Just the cup. But you know, the coffee's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. So. Right. 
Beggars can't be choosing. <laughs> there right. you go, we begging for this coffee today. <laughs> Last time we just kind of talked about a little bit of your girlhood and then your process of just trying to figure out what are next steps for your life. Mm-hmm. And so we met off air mm-hmm. and kind of went through the million things that you want to do. <laughs> Man, that took what, like two, three hours? Yeah, it took a minute. <laughs> it sure did. It took a minute. So basically what we did was list out the various things that Cassie wants to do or has a proclivity towards giftedness to it that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and then we kind of start grouping things and so everything was creative we came up with about 12 different things i think yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and then we grouped those 12 things into three different categories they pretty much fit in three or four different categories Mm -hmm. that was kind of the easy part right yeah, yeah, it it got easier. Cause the the less things I had to narrow down, the easier it got. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought it got harder. Well, I got more contemplative, but I think instinctively I knew what it was. I was just like, eh, I don't know if I want to, but I I mean I think instinctively I knew though. But the hardest part was really narrowing down. The, probably the easiest part was putting in the category. Yeah, that was like, easy. Separate, yeah. yeah, you're still but happy that, at that point because you don't have right. to lose anything. Everything right. is still on the table at that point. Right, yeah. They um, just was in different plates. Mm-hmm. But the smaller the categories got, because you had me compare between three and then two, like at, at one point, and I think the smaller they got, the easier it got for me to, to decide between the two. So Okay. So we broke it down into like three or four categories, and then from those categories, I asked you to pick if you could only do one thing mm-hmm. out of each of those categories. So you had to pick one thing. And so we got down to four. How was that process for you? It was hard because, well, for me, I had to really put in my mind that it's, as you said, it's not that we were taking it off the table completely. Right. It just wasn't the season for it right now. Once I kind of got used to that idea, it was easier to decide, I mm-hmm. think, at that point. Because sometimes I'm a, like all or nothing, mm-hmm. you know, situation. I'm like, well, if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And that's just not true. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be true. So, right. Th- yeah, it got easier once I ingrained that in my brain. <laughs> yeah, because I just had a conversation last night with a young woman that I've mentored since she was a teenager and she's a grown woman now with children of her own, but we were just kind of talking about seasons, mm. you know, and I think that's something that's so important for us to keep in mind as we're doing what we do, the things that we long to do, that we remember that just because you have the inclination, you have the gifts, the talents, you have the desire, it doesn't mean like this is the season for it. Absolutely. You know, but right. it doesn't mean that that season won't come around, mm-hmm. you know, because you look like a damn fool if you walk out in the middle of February in Wisconsin in a bikini. Right. It's just not the season <laughs> for that. Try to jump in the lake. <laughs> First of all, you're going to bounce because it's going to be frozen solid. <laughs> So that ain't going to work no way for you to jump in the lake. You can jump on the lake. (laughs) Yikers. Yeah. But come June, Mm -hmm. ain't nobody going to be mad at you. Right. Absolutely. Same place, same person, same bikini, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be the appropriate season. And I think when we are not clear about what season that we're in, we really frustrate ourselves. We frustrate others and we expect things of ourselves or of that time that it is not for you 
right now. You know, after our meeting, I was trying to think of some of the characteristics I could develop while I'm working on that this one thing. Once we decided on this one thing, yes. I had to come to terms with some of the, I guess, bad habits that I have in order to, to get there. So one of the things that I struggle with is, especially lately, is following through on my own stuff. And I'll make this whole plan. I'll have this all, all these goals enlisted out and I just won't get started on it. And we kind of touched on that the last conversation mm-hmm. that there's this blockage. So um, it's called resistance or it, the devil, right? <laughs> a little bit of both, right? <laughs> I know, in, in part, is this fear because I don't know if this sounds cocky or not, but I know that if I start, I'm going to be successful at it. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't often talk about the fear of what success can bring. You know that sounds cocky, but go ahead. Anyway, <laughs> <girl>. <laughs> you know you sounded cocky as hell. <laughs> But it's true, though, yeah. because you are gifted and talented. And I absolutely believe if you decided you're going to do A, mm-hmm. and if you put your whole heart, soul, and ass into it, <laughs> you would get A done in a phenomenal way. Right. Yeah. Right. So you're talking about that fear of success. Yeah. Because that's also an unknown. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So there's the... We know failure. Right. Very well. Absolutely right. Failure come over every Sunday for dinner. Every Sunday. We are well acquainted. But um, to kind of separate that failure doesn't mean I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. But then also the weird paradox of being fearful of what success would bring. Mm -hmm. I think part of it is the press brain Mm -hmm. where it's like, dang, if I'm successful, that means I got to do a lot more. I got to get out of the bed. I actually have to get out of the bed. I got to do my hair. I got to take a shower. Right. I got to get my hair done, nails done, everything. Right. You know, so it's it's like, like, man, (laughs) um, I got to get my hair cut because I might be making appearances somewhere. You know, so it's like, oh it's my like God. all these, all these it's, I'll start going through your mouth. <laughs> right. That's exactly so. Um, but can we stay there just for a quick second? Because mm-hmm. I think it's not just fear of success. Mm-hmm. I think it's fear of being someone other than who I have believed myself to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's scary. Yeah. Because no matter how jacked up you feel you are, you know yourself. Yeah. As that jacked up person. Mm-hmm. You don't know yourself as this successful, this, that, or the other thing. Right. The interesting thing, you know, in my case is I've seen glimpses of these moments for myself mm-hmm. and there's always been a self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And it, in hindsight, it's never been conscious, mm-hmm. but there's things that I'll do that will force people me to be separated from people or force the situation not to work out mm-hmm. um, in my point of view because it probably still could have worked out mm-hmm. right <laughs> um, yeah I see glimpses and then it's like oh man this isn't who I know myself to be like you mm-hmm. said especially because when you're so used to being and feeling so I'm not even mellow because that sounds calm but <laughs> but uh, fucked up yeah just, you, you're you just used to be, you're just used to it it's, yeah. it's just it's, that's the fucked upness is the security blanket for you fucked upness yeah <laughs> <laughs> fucked upness fuckdation fucknationalism fucktalism trademark that <laughs> gotta let somebody know <laughs> right uh, that's gonna resonate with somebody <laughs> right <laughs> um, fuck deliciousness right. <laughs> oh no that's probably something else <laughs> that's completely different right next uh, right 
<laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's that constant energy of of my perception of me failing, of not getting things done. Mm-hmm. And so I had to think about what kind of habits I needed to break in order to bring out this thing I decided on. So Okay, so we're going to go to that. <laughs> right. We're going to go to that. And I think a lot of people will understand that feeling of being stuck of seeing where you want to be, where you could be, where you know you have the skills to be, but just lacking the strategy to get there. Or even if you have the strategy, that constantness of fucking yourself. Right. (laughs) Right. That constantness of this resisting Mm -hmm. for one reason or another, in one way or another, of getting to where you want to be. Absolutely. So we narrowed you down to four categories. You picked one thing in each category. Mm-hmm. And then out of those four things, you had to pick one thing. Right. Do you remember what those four things were? So we separated into like a teaching thing. So it was working on a rap album. Was that? Let's see. It was that the was podcast. It was a podcast. Writing musicals. Yep. Doing belly dance. No, <laughs> that was on my list. <laughs> hey, you should work that out. Belly you know, I actually did take a belly dancing class. That's what's up. A very unknown fact that I really did. <laughs> oh, that's take, what's up. Yeah. And okay. it was fun. Hashtag no more secrets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I really wish I had taken it from somebody who was from the Middle East. I took it from mm. Becky from the farm and it was just lacking. <laughs> it was lacking. <laughs> I did some, well, I didn't do belly dancing as like a class, but I um, there was a, a restaurant I went to and I did some belly dancing there. It was some actual Middle East folks so it's dope it's i'm just dope. gonna say make it just ride that horse and leave belly dancing alone <laughs> that's what i'm trying to tell you <laughs> what made you think you could teach belly dancing becky Ooh, becky right such becky, a goofy becky. ass down somewhere. <laughs> and give me Yo. my money back for that class <laughs> oh, you should ask for it back <laughs> give me my money back for that class but anyway so we got down oh, yeah. to um, four things mm-hmm. Whatever the other two things yeah, was. Yeah, it'll come to my mind, I'm sure. And then I had you narrowed down to one thing and then one kind of backup thing. Right. So what was the backup thing? The backup thing was writing screenplays, I believe. Musicals. Musicals. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And I say backup thing, but basically what I wanted to say, because for people like you and I, who mm-hmm. are very multi-interested, multi-talented, we most of the times are juggling like 10, 12 balls. Right. And probably not because we really getting hit in the head because we dropping stuff because we can't do it. So we, right. that's self-sabotage right there trying to think you can do everything at the same time. Right. Listen, you can't have it all. That's a lie. It is. That's a lie. And that's the truth. That right? is a lie. <laughs> Everybody says, you can have, ladies, you can have it all. It's the new millennium. You can have, you a lie. You can't. And then when you believe that and then when you're trying to do it all, Right. You thinking something is wrong with Absolutely. you. Something Absolutely. is wrong with that concept. Mm-hmm. But I wanted you to have a backup thing so that when you're working on the first thing, there's always times where you're more busy or not busy on anything that you're doing ebbs and flows mm-hmm. so that you knew the very next thing you could be working on. Right. Because people like us need more than one thing. We sure do. But we don't need 12 things. <laughs> right, 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 right. So now the first thing you pick, tell us, because we're just waiting here because we don't know what it is. What is it? <laughs> I decided to work on my hip hop podcast. That's been a long time coming. So I'm really excited for that. I've actually started. Were you surprised that that's what you picked? Yes and no. I think 
God was leading me there, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I needed a visual of it. Yeah, uh, to get there. God and Tupac. Uh, you, you know, God <laughs> and Tupac. Didn't your brother do like Hip Hop Prophets or something? Like he that? did. He did a book called Tupac and the Hip Hop Prophets. Why well, don't I remember the name of that? <laughs> Lord have mercy. Somebody, Jesus, Jesus, thank, Hallelujah, oh, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> And the hip hop prophets, right? Yeah, no, Lucid I, Devil trying to make me say Tupac and the hip hop prophets. <laughs> That's a lie. Jesus um, and the hip hop prophets. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. got a little some some. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I I decided to, and it did surprise me, but it also didn't because I, like I said earlier, I think instinctively I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah, I just had to kind of let the other things fall away and know fall back. Yeah, and then just give myself permission that it was okay that I didn't do twelve things at once. Right. Because um, then it's kind of like, ah, right. wait, no, 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 give me my my little Barbie dolls back. My, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and I, I got really excited towards the end when I, I realized that was what was. What was coming? Like I said, it's been a long time in the process of planning and things like that for me to even get to it. The idea's been in my head for a long time. So Okay, so tell us about the podcast. Do you have a title yet? I have a working title. If you don't know, now you know. You know, know, it's a quote from the great Biggie Smalls. So that kind of has been in my head. Also thinking of like lyricology, hip hopology, something like that. I'm going with the first one. We'll see though. Once I start getting in the flow of recording, I may or may not change it. So let's stop here for a minute because this is part of what we do. Mm -hmm. Even when we get to the point where we have narrowed down what we're going to do. Now everybody can't understand this, but somebody out there can understand this. (laughs) Even when you've narrowed down what you're going to do. Okay. I'm about to do this hip hop podcast and now it's, well, what am I going to name it? Mm-hmm. You go through a hundred names. Well, what's the intro going to be? That's going to take you another year. <laughs> <laughs> I almost stopped myself from recording some stuff because I was like, dang, I need an intro. Right. And I had to stop. I had to stop. So then <laughs> even when you narrow down what it is you feel it's for you to do, then resistance comes in, in the form of doing it. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's all these other stops and starts and things like this. So that's another part of the work that we did. I said, write down everything that you feel you need to do or have mm-hmm. in order to do the podcast. And then I just start ripping that stuff up. Right. Say, okay, no, take that off. You don't need that. Mm-hmm. Take that off. Cause then we have a long list of things. Okay. I'm going to do this, but first I got to do this, that, and the other thing. Right. Right. You know, and said, and just try to, wipe away every excuse that you thought you had mm-hmm. in front of you from just doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was incredibly helpful because then at the end of the day, there was no excuses. Right. <laughs> the only excuse was a poor excuse. <laughs> no, right. 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 I couldn't lean on, well, I don't have this yet, so I can't get started. Or I don't right. have a, a co-host, so I can't get started. Be your own damn co-host. You, exactly. <clears throat> and now I, we're going to hear from Cassie. Myself, right? <laughs> and now I'm giving it back to Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to talk it to myself. So, okay. you know, why not do it out loud? Might as well. <laughs> so now what have you done since we met last towards actually breathing life mm-hmm. into the podcast? So I got Adobe Audition. Which was now. the major step <laughs> in uh, just doing it. So for those my... who don't know, because I don't even know really what you're talking about, but something to edit your yeah, podcast. sound sound editing software. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm learning from this podcast. Adobe Audition is dope. So downloaded that. 
it's good to go. Okay. Um, and I've just recorded just thoughts. I was thinking, should I write them down? I've written down some thoughts. I have, you know, a whole Google Drive set up of ideas and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I just took your advice to just get started. Mm-hmm. And like yesterday, for example, I I worked on kind of like a mini episode called Mood AF because Ooh. it was a long day. <laughs> and so I was thinking about what are some of the... I was in like a, not angry mood. I was at one point angry, but it turned into you was just mad like when a we talk, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, you was definitely angry when we talked. Uh, so, I could feel the fire coming through the phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it was. So I was thinking, what songs do I listen to when I'm in these particular moods? Whether it's a chill mood or it's a angry mood, lit mood, whatever. Like, how do I feel? And at that moment, I did a mini one because like. Well, this is what I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Um. So there was some hit 'em up by Tupac, okay. which is you know maybe too explicit for this podcast. <laughs> um. There was some Drake in there. I mean, he's not too aggressive, but you know he try to act. Like he he try to act like. Especially it. speaking Spanish. <laughs> Drake, you from Canada? Stop trying to speak in Spanish when you <laughs> singing or rapping or whatever you're right. doing. But I do like you, Drake. So yeah, I love me some Drake, and he's you know he's gonna be featured on there. There's but Drake and Future together. Yeah, that, that's that, what a time um, to be alive right. is one of the best rap albums, hip hop, crunk trunk whatever kind of music they call it trap trap music there you go that's yeah. one of the best albums ever no it, it is i love it really good i've been listening to it at work because i need it yeah. so yeah so I, there was just songs and then i just talked about how these songs kind of help influence my mood how it helps me calm down in an mm-hmm. ironic way yeah um so that was just a mini it probably was about 25 minutes or so but i just caught it and i was thinking that would be a cool segment just to kind of even insert every so often during the podcast. Just have a little break or whatever and say, all right, mood AF. This is what I'm feeling like right I like now. That. So, yeah, it just, it just helped me kind of brainstorm some even more ideas of what to do. So I did that and I, I recorded some ideas about just why hip hop was important to me. So mm-hmm. I did a, a little one on that. So, yeah, I've, I've got a couple under my belt so okay. far. And it's also helped me learn the software. Okay. So yeah, I, I nice. think I'm I'm getting in a good start of things for sure. So once you start something, once you really start making steps towards what it is you want to do, it breathes life into it. Absolutely. And then the next step is easier. Mm-hmm. And the thing about me, whenever it's something creative, I get almost obsessed with these things. Like if I were to paint something right mm-hmm. now, I would probably work on it for a straight 12 14 hours without just because i'd i like to be in the flow of it mm-hmm. yesterday i was Do you eat i'll get a little snack or something but go it, to the bathroom <laughs> not, not usually i because I, I just be in the flow i don't even it's you it's don't kinda, go to the bathroom for 14 hours <laughs> look i don't even i don't even like using the bathroom it's not That's, i know I, I know i get i get I it i don't either but it, it's just if i could pay somebody to go to the bathroom you know what me, i mean it's weird for me i don't like it that's a whole nother conversation <laughs> i don't think anybody else has said that yeah because i think i'm just weird i just rather not i were, i would rather not yeah i yeah and i i'm i'm grateful for the strength of my bladder right because <laughs> you like a camel <laughs> Right. Yeah, I can go a long time. I can go a good ten hours. I could, and yeah, I don't need I to go. I really, I really yeah. don't. I don't desire to. I don't think about it. Yeah, I just tell yeah. myself that doesn't even exist for you right now. Yeah, 
Yeah. No. No, I'm I'm glad we can relate on yet another yes. thing. That's <laughs> yes, particularly with traveling, I have learned to kind of go someplace else in my mind because when you're in foreign <laughs> countries, sometimes either bathrooms are not available, right, or the bathrooms that are available aren't available to your soul. <laughs> you know, that's so real. I hate right public bathrooms. Oh my god, <laughs> but foreign public bathrooms i can't even imagine it's a whole nother level and i'm gonna tell you right now when you travel you better keep some tissue in your purse right (laughs) because i can't tell you how many bathrooms i've gone into no toilet paper man oh you have to pay for the toilet paper and you don't have to change or something like that you have to pay for toilet paper yes so i'm just saying i have learned the hard way you carry toilet paper with you Mm-mm. when you traveling that that's a good tip that's it a is because i drove across the country and probably used the bathroom like maybe four times <laughs> <laughs> no lie no lie i was not gonna go in no campground hilarious <laughs> we stopped at like one two airbnbs and i was on the trip back my and i waited God. all the way till i got to portland oregon <laughs> to my my aunt and uncle's house I was good, yeah. That I mean, I'm sure, so I, I'm sure I went like maybe I'm literally like three or four times. Oh my god! Nobody <laughs> got time for that. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. Because yeah, when you stop in them little country oasis, I always wonder: Is this the day I'm gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> is this look, the day? Is this the place? Because those bats would be looking suspect. Look, and I was grateful I was traveling with my girlfriend who was white. <laughs> I told okay. her that like you go like, uh, you go first. You go first. I'm not playing. Make sure it's <laughs> safe out there. <laughs> Look, it, no, that's real. Mm-mm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm I'm excited exci- to get started. On. I'm excited for you. Yeah. I really, really am. And so, you know, and I appreciate you going through this process with us on air because a lot of people I know get stuck and don't know how to move forward. Yeah, whatever it is. I think one of the biggest pieces of advice I could give to go forward is to figure out what some of the bad habits are and be Mm -hmm. honest about it Mm because it really is is looking at yourself in the mirror from a distance and I I used to use this analogy that if you're too close to the mirror you don't see everything you just kind of see your face and maybe some facial features but you don't see everything else that's around you so I had to take several steps back (laughs) and sit down in several seats to tell myself the truth about what are some things that actually hold me back Yeah, and I know mental health is one of them but that's something I've been constantly working on. It's also the habits that kept me in these mental health mm-hmm. bouts. So, so, okay, that's an important point. So you're basically saying you've struggled with mental health, but the habits that you've developed keep you unwell. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because whenever I suggest therapy, because it's been so helpful to me, and it's not helpful to everyone, but mm-hmm. it, it is something that could be useful. So I, I always suggest it to people. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to find a good therapist. Mm-hmm. If you're looking that route, you have to be kind of willing to know that that's part of the process. <laughs> when I talk about those things, I have to realize this is where I'm at and this is where I want to be. Mm-hmm. And to stay in these habits, it's and I, I talk to my siblings about this all the time, It's knowing that this isn't the end all situation. Mm -hmm. People often think like, well, I'm already in this cycle. I'm never going to get out of it. And especially when you're in mental health, when you're having mood disorders or just bouts of depression, it's so hard to see past those things sometimes. 
And it's it, it's extremely hard. I mean, it, it sounds easier to, to get out of it than it actually is. Right. And maybe not even get out of it, but to work through it. I think of like depression sometimes as this tunnel that mm-hmm. I'm just kind of forever walking through. Yeah. And it's not even so much a light at the end of the tunnel, but there's a light switch that can light the tunnel mm-hmm. as, you know, mm-hmm. as I'm walking through it. So just really figuring out what can help to get out of these habits, what characteristics I need to develop to become a higher version of myself that's mm-hmm. outside of depression. And just knowing that if I don't change something in the situation, it's not going to change. But I think it's also important to stop waiting. Stop waiting till you're not depressed to write that poem. Stop waiting till you're not depressed to write that book, to start that podcast, Mm -hmm. to go to school. Stop waiting for that because waiting out does not heal depression. So that ain't never going to work. Right. But a lot of times positive action mm-hmm. begins to fuel life in a different way. And right. then it'll lead you because you're feeling better about yourself because you're doing something that's crucial to you. Mm-hmm. So then you start taking your medicine again, or then you start going to therapy, mm-hmm. you know, then maybe you're seeking out some spiritual support, going to church and things of that nature. So it begins the wheel turning in the right direction because the wheel is always turning. Right. Right. Depression makes it turn in the wrong direction. Absolutely. But when you start taking steps in spite of, so right now, like if you are depressed and you can't even get out of the bed right now, mm-hmm. even just starting right there, because at some point, somebody got to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> even if you're in your bed of depression, right. at some point, you got to get your ass up and go to the bathroom. Absolutely. So while you up in there, brush your teeth. Mm-hmm. And if you can't even do that yet, just put the toothpaste out on the counter. Right. Put your toothbrush next to it. You Mm -hmm. hear what I'm saying? Take tiny micro steps if you need to, to begin moving towards something. Yeah. You know, one of the dopest things that me and my therapist have talked about is that if you're feeling yourself in a mood or you're already in that mood or you're spiraling down, Mm -hmm. change the environment, change the air is Mm -hmm. what she said. So in other words, wash your ass. (laughs) That will change the environment and the air if you wash your ass. (laughs) It could be, you know, that, but... (laughs) It could be a small, if you use incense to just change the smell of the air, open a window. Yeah. Light a candle. Light a, right. Whatever it is. My landlord doesn't allow candles, which is what? heartbreaking for me. Right. Because I love me some candles, but I use wax warm, the wax melts. Oh, those are cool. Those. Yeah. So I'll turn one of those on, walk outside, walk back in the house real quick. You know, right. whatever it is, just change. Like you said, just change that one thing. Because it's breaking a routine, even if right. it's small, as small as it is. Interrupt it. Right. Change your socks, whatever it is. Yeah. You know? Um, I like that. Yeah. And I really take that to heart anytime, especially yesterday, I was in the mood. And so mm-hmm. I had to change something. Yeah. And that change for me was calling you, actually. Yeah. Because otherwise, I would have been changing the air, but it would have been in the wrong, the wrong air. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that and we for don't you. want right and i don't want I, that for me i don't want to have to put some money on your books <laughs> i don't want to have to do that oh lord yeah so <clears throat> it's just as simple as breaking a, a fraction of the routine and doing a little bit of that every day so you yeah. don't have to change everything because mm-hmm. then when we start to think okay I want to do something. I'm going to get out this bed and I'm going to go da 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 da. You know, I'm going to get out this bed. I'm going to go back to college. I'm going to get my master's degree. I'm going to get a PhD. I'm going to get three PhD. And you ain't even washed your ass yet. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? And so you create this whole another mountain to climb. Mm-hmm. And all you really got to do 
is just go take a shower. Right. 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 Put on some perfume or something like that. Yeah. Just a little bit. Absolutely. So that you don't create a false belief of what you need to do to get better. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit in the right direction. And the next thing you know, you have the momentum to do more and to do more and do more. And then you look behind you and you're surprised. Right. By how much ground you've crossed. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm really excited to continue to watch your journey and see how things go with your podcast. I mean, to me, even just looking at you, you look happier. You look more satisfied. You look a little bit more peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely peace. Yeah. <laughs> There's definitely peace. It comes, I think, in part from, like I mentioned earlier, giving myself permission to feel like I don't have to do everything at once. Because that's that's something I've I've always struggled with. I've always been a multitasker yeah. through everything that I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so to really just give myself the space, the time to work myself back up has been incredibly helpful. I love it. I love it. So we're going to end this episode conversation about just moving forward with question I need to ask myself. So the question I want you to ask yourself is, what is one thing that I can do to move forward from here, not from where your mama wants you to be, not from where Nene and them are. One thing that you can do to move yourself from where you are right now. That's the question to ask yourself. And we thank you for tuning in to the conversation. And we'll continue having these critical conversations with black women about black women most importantly about black girls and what it is that we can do. And sometimes I'll keep saying this, it's about retroactively defending the black girl inside of ourselves Mm. to be able to go on to be the black woman that is healed. So thank you for tuning in. That was a good conversation. And look, we mean this thing. We are not playing. We are committed to defending black girls. And look, we want you to get involved. Please visit Lalata.org to explore the work that we are doing to defend black girls to be safe wherever they are. And look, while you're there, please sign up for our mailing list so that you will not miss one single fearless conversation. <laughs>